Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. So last time we started off leaving the mausoleum to find a number of gray dwarves who sort of accost us and say, give us the stone of Golar. And we obviously didn't have it. However, I had taken the toe of a a dead person. So I went ahead and lying to them and saying that the toe was the stone of Golar, and they bought it. (laughs) So when we were in the mausoleum, we found a key. It was our only clue at all. So we initially went to the Splendid Order of Locksmiths and Armorsmiths. We go there. They point us to Omar. We head to her shop. She's very shifty about the key and won't tell us anything about it until I flash my Harper pin. She's a Harper. I'm a Harper. She tells us that the key goes to a windmill. Heroes, not included. Then she kind of looks again back over in the direction of Ganesh and blink, blink, and she says, Well, I really should be getting back to work, unless you're going to buy some locks. I will keep you in mind for at our inn. We provide food as well. We need lots of pots and pans. Next time we need anything, I know where we'll be going. Thank you so very, very much. Break out of the corner of your eye, you kind of look over at the pots and pans, and you see that her skill leaves something to be desired. It's not just the okay. items. <laughs> the pots are, are pots, but mm-hmm. they're a little wobbly looking, a little, a little lopsided, you know, mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Okay. I like them. They have character. All right. With that, I assume you all exit? Yep. Okay. I'm going to grab hold of um, Brick's arm and ask, what are you doing over here? Nothing. Don't worry about it. And work out again to try to check it out outside before we step through the door, through uh, Pip's eyes. Uh, Give me a perception check. A birdception. Eleven. How big was that safe? It was about two and a half feet by two and a half feet. Okay, so that'd be really, really heavy. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You don't see anything out there. Okay. As you step out into the street, it is now early afternoon. I put all my clothes back on. I'm freezing. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely a temperature difference, that's for sure. All right, so you know that a Volcar Kibbins has an apartment in a windmill in the South Ward. So I, re- <laughs> I relay that information to everyone very quietly, discreetly. I'm still working out, holding on to um, Brick's arm, and just having Pip kind of fly around and look mostly behind us, some in front of us just... Mostly looking for watchers. Okay. Also looking for anyone that looks like they might be following us, just traditional style. All right. You make your way to the South Ward. Takes a little while. But eventually, you make your way down towards Towards. a big windmill. 
and it's kind of sitting on the edge of the bay there in the south ward. And the windmill itself looks as though it has seen better days. A crumbling two-story stone building. Uh, looks as though it stood long before the city rose up around it. You notice that the walls are covered with graffiti. Windows are busted out. Shutters hanging askew. Trash, debris, etc. piled up around it. Can I tell like where the graffiti is from? Like. Who's, who's tagging? Yeah, Rick, you, you recognize a few of the tags. Mm-hmm. You can, it, it looks as though as gangs and other individuals have taken this area as their territory, old tags have been sprayed out and, uh, well, you know, painted, painted out. Over, yeah. I was like, what? Painted out and <laughs> new tags have been painted on. Mm-hmm. Well, they put it in their mouth. Full clip 420. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. Are there any... Xanathar or Xantarum tags. You don't see anything like that. Also, as we were walking, did I perceptify any watchers? Give me a perception check one more time, please. 18. Yes, at one point you could have sworn you saw an eye stock. I relayed that to the team. I'm going to try to find the owner of that eye stock um, via Pip if I can. Okay. Should I make it? Yeah, give me a perception check. That would be an 18, I believe. Yeah, you do notice that um, it's hovering a few buildings back hmm. in a shadow, just kind of watching y'all from a distance. Hmm. I'm just going to kind of go from rooftop to rooftop, try to keep it in sight. It's not, it, it, yeah, it only it only moves every, every so often. It's like tr- trying to stay at the very edge of awareness hmm. for, for y'all. All right, I'm just going to say aloud while still worked out. Um, I've got eyes on it. Can Pip gouge those eyes out? Not much of a fighter, really. Well, you make your way up to the windmill, the big wooden sails. The frames are still there. You see a couple ripped cloths in two of them, but otherwise it's fairly dilapidated. Let's go. Get up to the front door. You notice that the front door doesn't close all the way. It looks as though someone closed it, but because the building is askew, it kind of wedged itself against the stone floor. Hmm. But you see no light coming from within inside. I would like to break and enter. Well, <laughs> we're investigating, and the door is ajar. So I light a candle. Okay. And I knock on the door mm-hmm. and say, Mr. Kibbins? You don't hear anything but some scuffling. Okay. Rat scuffling or human? tough to say. Well, I'm gonna open the door. Okay, you can't, You have to give it kind of a shove because it's wedged. I'm big. You, you give it kind of a shove and you see that it opens up to a room that is 25 feet long and 30 feet wide. And in it, you see a variety of broken furniture and garbage piles. You see several squatters or just kind of huddled over a small little iron pot that has a flame in it. Uh, I clear my throat mm-hmm. and say, excuse me, how long have you been living here? And they kind of just look at you and they kind of snarl. You don't have to be rude. I'm not kicking you out. I'm just asking how long you've been here. They all kind of just turn their backs, kind of hunker down over the thing. From in here, you can see to the north of you is a door. It, too, looks rough and ready, almost as though 
piece of board was just kind of nailed into the space. So one last time I look at the squatters and uh-huh. I say, I assume none of you are Mr. Kibbins. <laughs> Enjoy your water soup. And I go and I knock <laughs> on the door. Enjoy your you got soup. food, I'll tell you what you want to know. No, let's give him some food. How about, tell you what, we'll give you food. It might not look, I'm coming out of my ward now. It might not look great, but I promise it'll be delicious. We have rations, right? Yeah, everybody has rations. So we pile up some rations and prestidigitate them to taste like I don't, obviously, because that's magic. But Pandy does. Not even cantrips? Man, that's really mean. Meanwhile, while they're doing this, because I frankly do not think these guys have any of the information that we want, knock on the other door. Okay, you knock on the other door, and uh, one of them, with his mouth full of rations, says... You're looking for Mr. Kibbins, right? He's upstairs. Watch out for the pigeon shit. Oh, lovely. Appreciate the warning. This place is kind of creepy. This place is awful. No one answers your knock. Did I overhear that? Mm-hmm. Because we're all in the same room. I'm going to gesture to that door. I assume it's through that door. You, you also want to watch for rats. Big rats? How big? How big are we talking about? Like normal rats? Like squeaky underfoot rats? Or like snarl at you and square off rats? He laughs and as he does so, food falls out of his mouth and he says, Oh, they'll eat ya! Excuse me. I am going to stomp my foot on the floor and say, We just gave you food. Now stay quiet while we investigate. Ugh. We'll just go ahead and leave you to your abject squalor and be on our way. Okay. All right, you go through the door. If that if that is where I think the stairs are, then yes. You go through the door and you find yourself in a hallway. And the hallway is 50 feet long and it runs north to south. You're entering from the southernmost point. At the far end, you see that the hallway leads into the round part of the windmill. And you assume that there are stairs to be found there. You pass as you walk down the hallway two doors, one on your right and one on your left. But those do not look to be anything different than the one that you just went through to get into the hallway. Okay. Upon uh, arriving at the big round section, you see that it's been divided up. Um, there are two rooms and then a winding staircase to your left that leads up. And as the squatter noted, it is covered in pigeon, pigeon poop. Oh, are we going to have to, like, make dex saves to even walk over it? I, before I get too far away from Pip, I'm mm-hmm. going to summon him to my shoulder, since I assume okay. we left the front door open. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this looks lovely. Going upstairs. I don't like it here at all. Smells great. I just don't like it here. I don't either. I bet he's some sort of skeletor already eaten by rats who's well, got no I highly doubt there is a lich in this windmill. No, not <laughs> a lich. Just, just some, sort of, some sort of mummy guy. Not living, just some sitting. The remains of a person. I'm getting another toe. You make your way uh, up the steps <laughs> gingerly, Did carefully. Did you use your inspiration yet? Yeah. Oh, then you can have another one. Cool. Gingerly and carefully, until you get to the top, and you see that there are three doors that form kind of like three wall. There's three walls, and there's a door in each wall. And in the middle of this floor, uh, you see an ancient millstone, which lies under a jumble of debris that includes machinery and pieces of the collapsed roof. Mm-hmm. 
for sure enough, you can see the afternoon sun coming through quite clearly above you. And you notice that dust and cobwebs cover everything. Like, it doesn't look like anyone has come in or out of here for a long time. Well, just, it's tough to say. I mean, it's just filled with debris and junk and dust. And I feel like this is a trap. I think it's li- unlikely it's a trap since the, the hoops we had to jump through to get here, that would be a really elaborate trap delayed and it's off chance that we... It might be a trap and frankly I don't care. So I need to follow this lead. You have three doors. One to your... One to the south, one to the east, and one to the west. Does one of them look like the locks that we saw? Give me a perception check. I'm looking for that too. I was going to ask that same, same question. I sure didn't get it. Neither did I. 19. Yeah, Sure enough, the one in the southern wall is fitted with a shiny new lock that looks nearly identical to the one you saw in the shop. I cast major armor. Good idea. (laughs) I see that and I form my mole. That's not what we're here to do, guys. (laughs) But you never know. They they said rats. They said they were large rats. I would like to knock on the door. Uh, you knock on the door and you hear some scuffling, but no reply. Mr. Kibbins, Mr. Kibbins, if you are in there, this is a, a welfare check. Housekeeping. We're not housekeeping. <laughs> you I, don't hear anything. I knock once more. The only thing you hear is a hoarse voice go, shh, shh, shh. So I turn around and I unhook my battle axe. Okay. And I put my finger to my lips. And I put the key very quietly into the door. If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcast, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Here we go. And it's a fresh, clean lock, so there should be zero squeaking about this situation. Well, it was, it, it was made by... Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know how good yeah. it is. And it locks Let's up. It. You can't even open it because it's so bad. But I would like to open the door. Okay. Very noisy locks. Kind of my trademark. Right? <laughs> you always know when someone is breaking into your house. You can hear it a block and a half away. <laughs> Squeak! Clack, clack, clack. Yeah, so you stick the key in there, and you hear some scrambling around. And as you open the door, you see two human men with shovels in their hands. And they're like, Rah! And they both scream at you. Oh, dear. I scream back, Mr. Kimmins! <laughs> this is a welfare check! <laughs> I don't know if these guys are Mr. Kibbins, if he's become deranged, it's just, or if Mr. Yeah. Kibbins is in there somewhere. What does this room look like? Yeah, I'm but, not ready for battle. I'm ready just to sort of see what's going on. Well, you notice that the apartment itself inside is actually in good repair. Cool. You see a wood-framed king-size bed with a clean mattress. <whistles> stands up against one wall. Next to the bed, you see a door. The window was recently repaired and quietly swings open on oiled iron hinges, clearly freshly oiled. Mm -hmm. And across from the window against the wall, you see stands a wooden armoire. And then in the middle of the room stand these two men with shovels in their hands. Are they Trying to look intimidating. Does either of them look like a Mr. Kibbins? You have no idea. 
But they do succeed in intimidating Pandy. Sorry, sorry. Census. One, two. <laughs> Done. Thank you. Bye. Back away. Do, do I get the feeling that these people are just as scared of us as we are of them? No. You get the feeling that they're... Feel- they're ready to attack us with shovels? Yes. That's so stupid. Are there Zantarum tattoos on either of them? No. Are there Xanathar tattoos on either of them? No. I'm, they're, they're threatening an order of the watch now and <sighs> interfering in an investigation. So what do y'all do? Those two have stepped so, back, so Brick, Ganesh, So I think I grab my maul mm-hmm. and I pound it on the ground and I'm like, it Names! Goes, it now! goes through the wood. It goes through? Yeah. Well, then I look down for a second, surprised by that, and then look menacingly okay. at them. Okay, names, give me an intimidation check. Yeah, brick. Mm, well, that's just a 12. Mm, that's pretty intimidating. Mm, yeah. I'm intimidated could, could a little be much bit. much more. Yeah. Eddie one of my just a little bit. Okay, and Ganesh, what do you do? I say, I'm a member of the City Watch. Stand down now, citizens. Because that seems like a thing that I would yell at people. Intimidate them. Uh, that's a 24. Wow. Woo! Eddie <laughs> pees a lot. Thankfully, Penny she's wearing all those clothes, so yeah. nobody has any idea. No yeah. one notices. I just, you sort of see me blush, and my knees kind of go close together, and I take a, step, a couple steps back. <laughs> they drop the shovels, and one of them says, All right, all right, all right. We'll put down the shovels. Just leave us alone. We don't want any shovel. <laughs> Who are you and what are you doing here? And why do you have shovels? You're on the second floor. Fair point. This is her last are gone. And I'm Kibbins. Oh. Well, we were looking for you, Mr. Kibbins. You see we... What for? And where'd you get my key? It was found at a crime scene, Mr. Kibbins. I don't know anything about crime scenes. Do you know anything about the I don't believe you. <laughs> Garloth family mausoleum, Mr. Kibbins? Can't say I do. Can I roll for that to see if I think he's lying? You can give an inside check. Fifteen. Yep. You're lying, I can tell. Ha! That's my girl. All right, all right, all right. I don't know anything about a mausoleum, but I do know that we were hired by this creepy little fella to break in to Graves and taking bones. Who's this creepy fellow? Uh, he goes by the name of Losser Merklav. He's about like your wee one out there. Don't know what the creepy fellow needs all them bones for, but he pays good. Did you find anything else while you were digging around? Perhaps a stone of some kind that looked different from the stones around it? Well, I did kill a rat. It was kind of glowy, and it out tumbled a stone. What'd what you do with that stone? Well, Losser took back. it. What? Losser took it? Yeah. He said it wasn't part of our deal, that we could only have the gold that he gave us. Okay. That's very helpful. Now, Mr. Lawman, I think we've been very accommodating. You have indeed. So, uh, I bid you good day. And you see, he kind of gives you a once-over brick. Mm-hmm. I send it right back. Almost like... Do I know you? Do I know you? Well, it's not even a different kind of once over, like, hey. Do you come here often? To this dilapidated window? Uh, So I look at him, and I say, thank you. This is for the floor. And I hand him a gold piece. And I... He kind of picks it up, and he looks at it, and he bites into it. And it bends a little, and he goes, 
Alright. I'm gonna say... That's a good day's work, that is. If you ever find something that looks like that stone again, you come directly to me with it. Oh, of course, yeah. And I laugh and say, you're lying, I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) One more thing, Mr. Kibbins. No pressure, but we're looking for this losser guy. Where is he? Hmm. And I sort of zip my lip shut. Says, now let me think. Where did he say he was? And the other one kind of looks at him and goes, shrugs. I kind of start walking out the door. There's a cellar complex, like a sewer or something, in the trades ward. There's a shop above it. It's uh, for all them dandy folks. I think it sells wigs. <laughs> Said it was in the trade ward? Trade ward sells right. wigs. Yeah, it's like a like a sewer or play some highfalutin people like put wine because they don't drink. Till later. They don't drink till later. What good is buying wine just to let it sit there? And he kind of looks at Brick and he goes, Am I right? <laughs> you buy sure. wine to drink. Well, I mean, it really depends on the aging process needed for the specific variety. Well, never mind. Yeah, for them, for them types. Don't I, rightly know, though, what you need with all them bones. It's probably some magic thing. You should ask him next time. Hmm. Not worth my life. Oh. Did he take all the bones as well? Oh, he paid us for bones. Huh. Copper for fingers. Uh, silver for uh, your big leg bones. Yeah, more silver for the heads. Copper for the uh, arm bones. Well, that's very specific and detailed. Appreciate it. Um, shall we? Yeah, it's tough to find a full door. spine. We did some digging for one of them. Because that gets you two silver. Wow. I'm going to get in on this. Don't rightly know what you need all them bones for. Probably nothing good. I bet it's for glue. Right. That's probably it, yes. A lot of glue. Mm-hmm. All right, well, go now. Can I have my key? I just walk out. Yeah, I've walked out without giving him the key. That's my key! You can pick it up at the station office. <gasps> That's my key! And he goes stomping out of the apartment towards you. That's, fi- that's fine. I put my mall mm-hmm. pointed out and block him. That's so mean. Why aren't we giving him his key? I'll pay for that. That's fair and square mine. It is fair and square yours, and currently it's evidence. You can pick it up at the ward office like every other citizen has to when their stuff is evidence. Well, yeah, it's evidence that I got a new lock. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> kind of got you there. I'm actually, we've been walking around a lot today. I am going to go fill out my next report. Yeah, the sun has finally set. So I'm going to go. You're going to head all the way back up to North Ward to go to the precinct office. Right. And the three of you, Brick, Pandy, Eddie. I'm going home. Yeah, I think probably just going back to the tavern. I'm going to go go to my guild headquarters library and... um, do some work. I'm going to do some work before I turn in for the night. And while I'm doing work, I'm going to try to do um, some research on Losser Murklav. Oh, okay. All right. And perhaps that, that, if I can't find anything, just what kind of name that sounds like to me. Hmm. Like, as far as words. could ask around, too. Yeah. I am really tired. Yeah, I mean, you've been through a lot. So I'm going to bed now. You're dead tired. Yeah, that's the kind of... I'm 
post dead tiger. <laughs> Fair um, enough. All right, Brick. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give me a? I don't know. What do you feel is appropriate? I'm open to suggestions. Kind of leaning towards investigation, but at the same time, yeah. It seems investigative. Yeah, I mean, I could do investigation. Yeah, it's all not, right. It's not good for me, but I'll try it. Pandy, if you'd be so kind as to give me a history check. Perfect. Eight. Twenty-two. Brick, you haven't heard anything out on the streets. Hmm. Pandy, you don't find the name anywhere, but based upon the etymology of halfling names mm-hmm. in the south of Faerun, you suspect that that's where Losser's family was originally from. In the south. Halfling family from the south. Mm-hmm. Southeast of Feyre. Okay. While I'm there and I have all the books open and I'm about to put them back and organize them and finish up my work for the night, I'm also going to perhaps research the name Valkram Wrestle to see if that's anything, which is basically just Loss or Murklav backwards. Okay. Just because it sounds like one of those names that should be something backwards. Okay. Uh, you find nothing. Okay, good. I'm convinced. And then I'll just clean up kind of take care of my duties um, there at the library and then head back. Okay. Ganesh, you finish up your report writing for the day and uh, you place the key in an evidence box. Well, I want to go through the, the bureaucratic channels to the best of my ability to make sure that the key will, in fact, arrive back with Mr. Kibbins at some point. Okay. Preferably on the quicker end of some point. Okay. So... Whoever I have to talk to, whatever kind of report I have to, like, extra paperwork I gotta file, I will do those things. I I think it's pretty much just a matter of, you know, making a note of whose key it is, and that they'll be coming to pick it up. Great. Excellent. And then you make your way back to the tavern? Yep. Okay. I am tired. I am already fast asleep. You all have walked back and forth across the city. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone give me a perception check as you're making your way back, as each of you make your way back to the town. 17. 12. 11. 9. Rick, you notice, just as you're about to step into the tavern, that one of those little watcher balls hiding out in the corner of the alley. So I look down on the ground to see if there's any, like, little pieces of rocks or anything. Sure. And I just chuck it at it, I'm like, mm-hmm. Go away! <laughs> That's it. Okay. Long and close the door. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like you'd chew just, a just stray dog or a stray yeah, cat or something. Exactly. Get away! Raccoons in your trash bin. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Annoying. Well, uh, since you're back at the tavern, let's see uh, if you've made any money, shall we? Please. That's always an enjoyable uh, experience. Well, that massive debt we're in isn't going to go anywhere by itself. Um, business has really picked up. Cool. So much so that uh, in the last few days, you've made enough to not only cover your own maintenance cost for each of those days, and that includes maintenance of the building, that includes all of your contracts for food, and includes staffing and all that, but you've earned a sizable profit. <gasps> you have made 125 gold. Wow! Ooh, go nice. cheese! Our place is popping. Mm-hmm. Word is starting to get around. People are starting to become regulars. People are starting to show up. And I feel like we've had enough sort of exciting events as people, like in our personal life, to get us some publicity. There's some buzz. Mm -hmm. And I'm a great performer. It's true. 
Though you should just come home and just go straight to bed tonight. Yep. It was a big day. It was your first day back from, you know... The dead. The dead. The dead. So you did a lot in your first day back from the I'm dead. I'm freezing, by the way. I've taken all the blankets that I left in the chair. They are now on my bed. Piled. Piled, piled high. high. And I have... Uh, maybe I have, like, a tube. You just made a little hole. It's just a pant leg. Yeah. <laughs> like starched. Like a really right. starched... It's a very pant starchy leg. pant leg. <laughs> nice. All right. So you all go to bed. And you wake up the next day, unless... Something else is going on? Uh, I guess walking up, because Nim's room is right by mine. I guess uh-huh. I'm just going to peek and check in on him. Okay. You see that Nim has disassembled all of the furniture that was placed in the room and reassembled it into some kind of desk slash bunk bed slash... Oh, is it the kind with the bunk bed on top and the desk underneath? Very dormy. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, but you notice that the the bed is being used as a shelf, right? For well, a variety he, of carvings that he's made out of wood. He doesn't need to sleep. Cool. Yeah. Seems neat. I, I just kind of. You see various pieces by. of paper pinned up all over the place. You come down for breakfast in the morning, and you're eating, mm-hmm. going through the usual motions. When Jenny who is usually the first person of your staff to arrive and kind of opens up the shop and all that, comes in and she says, Um, there's a dead bird out front. Oh, Joy. Was there a note with it? Not exactly. Tell me more, Jenny. Wait. We'll just, we'll just, we have to go clean it up, so. I rush outside. Okay, you rush outside. You see that it looks... A little bit like a blue jay. It has some blue feathers on it. You could always get pit back. And no it's been nailed to the post that's holding up the yawning above your door. Gross. What kind of nail? <laughs> a big, rusty steel nail. Does it have some sort of filing mark that I can identify? Yeah, does it have some have you gone? Have you gone out to look at it? Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, could I do some sort of, like... Oh, yeah, I figure we all kind of... Some kind of check to try and figure out what's going on. Um, yeah, you all walk out and take a look at it, and, and as soon as you see it, Eddie, your heart drops, and you recognize the bird to be blue. My blue. What? I have a bird that sends notes between my sister and I back and forth named Blue. And this is blue. It's blue. Who would do this to your bird? I mean, I assume one of the one of the many people who have been watching us. I just take Blue down and go back upstairs. Okay. So I kind of hoist Eddie up so she can remove, because it's above. Yeah. It's in the awning above the door, so. Yeah. That's horrible. That's really bad. I'm so tired and cold. Blue is dead. Eddie's really not having a good week. Not a bit. That's very true. Do you come back downstairs at some point? All right, well, then I'm going to open up my book and start doing a ritual for Pip. Okay. Uh, Pip arrives, filled with pep. (laughs) Uh, The rest of you, what do you do? Do you just uh, get your stuff ready, and what's the plan? Yeah, I get dressed, and I wait downstairs for whoever is going to come with to assemble. Okay. Anyone uh, check on Eddie? Uh, Yeah, I think Brick get to go and knock on the door. Okay. Eddie, are you there? I don't 
think I answer. I think I'm just going to sleep today. Okay, so you, you say that you don't hear a reply. I'm so sorry about your little bird. Uh, I'll be back. And then I walk back down the stairs. Okay, so it's the three of you. Mm. All right, I assume you're headed over to this wig shop thing. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, you take off. As you're leaving, uh, Jenny's getting the tap room ready, and, you know, the cook has finally arrived and started. Uh, before I leave, I ask them to send, I ask Jenny to make sure that when it's lunchtime, she sends lunch up to Eddie. Okay. And also, uh, I tell Leaf to keep an extra eye out, because the tavern is being watched due to the investigation that we're on right now. Okay. The broom near you stands at attention. <laughs> Thumbs up, out the door. You all uh, make your way down to the trades ward, and you're walking along it. But trust me, driver. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just love blurting that out randomly. (laughs) You're walking along trying to find this shop. You know, you you had been given some clues about it. it. It was a wig shop of some kind. He said it was for dandies. And it takes you several hours of walking through the trades ward until you finally find a shop called Dandy Mops. Oh, well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the only one that even comes close to fitting the bill. You it see... Actually sells house goods. <laughs> <laughs> you see metal bars across the front window and a metal gate that's locked in front of the front door. And in the front window is a display, but the amount of dust in the display leads you to believe that the shop has not been opened for some time. Hmm. Is there a back door? No. This front gate seems to be the only way in. Okay. Well, I guess we should go to the trades ward office, let them know that we're doing an investigation, that we need to get into this building. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're going to head over to the city watch Yeah, the nearest, location there. nearest office. Okay. You walk in there, and you see a couple of grizzly guys sitting behind a wooden table playing cards. Excuse me, guys. I'm, uh... I'm stationed from the North Ward, but I'm conducting an investigation that has led me down here to one of your shops. Uh, I need to fill out the paperwork so I can, you know, get that done. Paperwork? What do you mean? One of them kind of... They kind of look at each other, and one of them puts a hammer up on the table. That's about the only paperwork we ever use. Oh, that's pleasant. Uh, well, that's not how we run it in any of the words that I've ever worked in, but uh, if you don't mind, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. I'm sure you have a copy in your cabinet, and I just, like, walk to the cabinet that is probably the single cabinet that they have on this floor for, like, Uh blank paper. Yep. And fill it out. (laughs) Okay, what exactly are you, uh, requesting? Just, are you just letting people know, hey, it might look like I'm breaking and entering, but really I'm just... Yeah, I'm doing whatever proto-paperwork I have to do to, like, cover my ass. Because the last time I did this vigilante shit, I got sure. yelled out by the, by the ward boss. You did. So, yep. Alright, so you fill, you kind of write up what you're doing, and you put it on... You walk upstairs, and you put it on what looks to be the ward boss's desk or whatever. Yeah. Captain's desk. You make your way back down, and then back down... I take the hammer on my way out. (laughs) Grab the hammer on your way out. You make your way back down the street to the locked gate in front of the door. And there are people walking by. Three of you standing out there, you know. I say, well, apprentice, can you (laughs) assist? Can I do it? (laughs) And I I go and try and pick it. 
Give me a dexterity check using these tools, please, which means you can add your proficiency bonus. Cool. 21. Click, click, click. The lock pops right open. And I just kind of lead my arm. (laughs) Disturbingly good at that, Brick. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You uh, open the door and a little bell dings. Cling. And you see inside a whole plethora of wigs. Powdered wigs, to be precise. But it's tough to tell the powder from the dust. You can tell that no one has stepped foot in this place in a long time. Hmm. Except for some obvious footprints that lead towards the back of the shop. Now follow the footprints. Yeah, it's a very handy state of repair for following footprints. (laughs) You follow the footprints to the back of the shop and you see a stair that leads down. Okay. I uh, light a candle. Okay. Go down the stairs. Yeah, as you go down the stairs, the footprints disappear. You see less and less dust, but you hear the telltale signs of uh, water dripping. And you come to a stone door in a small 10-foot by 10-foot room. Okay. Does the door appear to be trapped in any way? Give me uh, a check for traps. We are following scumbags. It's true. 14? You see no traps, but you notice that the door is well-worn. Okay. I open it up. The hinges are a little rusty and a little squeaky, but you pull it open and you are immediately met with the wonderful and pleasant aroma of Waterdeep's sewers. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero.